Alrighty guys, Coach Locke back uh, for the CVP podcast. I have a guest here with me, Kat Veering, um, and we're going to get to know her a little, a bit of her background um, and a little bit about what's going on in her life at the moment, um, but I'll let her cover over all that sort of stuff um, as she knows best. So, um, Kat, a bit about you, age, where you're born, career, let's go. Oh, righto. Um, so I'm 36. Yep. Masters athlete. Masters, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born in Melbourne. Yep. But grew up in Adelaide. Um, so spent all of my schooling there. How old, how old were you when you moved to Adelaide? Um, I, we moved to New South Wales when I was two, and then I, we moved to Adelaide when I went into grade one. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, and then what, did all my What were your reasons there. for moving around? Um, dad's work. Yep. Yeah, yep. so he... We moved just around there. Yep. They're still in Adelaide now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they've been there since then. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so, grew up there, then came back over here when I went to uni. Yeah. So, and then I've been here ever since. So, all my adult life has been in Victoria. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, you came to Victoria just for uni? Yeah. Yep, cool. Yeah. Uh, where did you study? Um, University of Ballarat. Yep. So Very nice. They have, is it... Uh, that and is it Fed Uni over there yeah, as well? Yeah, Fed Uni now, but yeah. oh, renamed. So, oh, yeah. okay, that um, was the same. Yeah. Yep. So I was there when it was University of Ballarat. Okay, very cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah. And then what did you study at uni? I studied musical theatre. Musical theatre. Which is theater. why I left Adelaide to go there because there's only a few bachelors yep. that do musical theatre, so it's there all WA. Yep. So, yeah. Not a chance of going to <laughs> WA or like what? Um, WA has Whopper, which is like pretty harder to Whopper. get in yeah it's Western <laughs> Australian performing arts so yeah it takes a bit more to get into they're a bit tougher so they take are they more of like a prestigious well they're, they're both quite prestigious but um you know they've got they're just two different yep. entities you know it yep. is hard to get into them cool. but I went to Ballarat it has only like 20 in my year so yeah 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 um how long were you at uni for did you finish it what's yep yep so three years at uni so it's musical theatre singing dancing acting um, and then took finished from there and did teaching, um, lots of dance and acting and choir. Yeah. So you taught that for a few years. And where did you teach that? Um, all around. So I worked with the Australian Girls Choir um, in Melbourne, um, dance around Ballarat yep. in Melbourne, um, and, and then did a few other little things. So did some Wiggles shows. Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. So, um, what do you mean by did them? Like, you like did you choreograph some of them, or like no? As the... a host, so what they do, they branch out. They yeah. send these shows places that don't have the wiggles in them, but yeah. they have all of the characters, like Dorothy the dinosaur. Yeah, okay. And Wax yeah. the dog. So I was a host for them. Oh, so wow. I did all the singing, dancing with that. And like oh. you dance with the characters and stuff. Man, surely you could take us through that for like a warm up one day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it gets you fit. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sticky. That'd be a great little warm up. Those yeah. ones. So yeah, did that for a while. Then got sick of being a poor actor. So yeah, how old were you at this point? Um, I went back to uni. Oh, two thousand and nine. No, two thousand ten. That's so not it's around like 11 me. years ago. Yep. So yeah. about mid-20s. Yep. Yeah. I went back and did my dip head. Yep. So in secondary yep. teaching. Beautiful. And yep. then from that, that was how long? Did, did any of your um, original uni studies have any of a carryover into that? Yeah. yeah. So I went and did uh, like 
drama. Yep. Performing arts. Yep. Um, so I can teach, and then also convince my next employer that I could teach English because you need to be brought up because I did a Bachelor of Arts where you need to be able to write. Yeah. So you can teach English, drama, music, yep. dance, but I haven't done it for a very long time, so I wouldn't now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what, um, once you'd finished uni for the second time, again, yep. was that another three? One. One, just one year? Yeah. Yep. And then went straight into work as... Um, I went into work as a singing teacher and then got a job at the same school as their drama teacher. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. So how long did you do that for? Um, I did that for, I think, from 2011 to when Shelby was born. So yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Yep. And then what has everything looked like for you? So you have... Uh, Two kids now. Yeah. And then, so Austin is how old? Four. Four. He's just turned four. And then Shelby, who is, is two. two. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, so you still worked with Austin at, from yeah. zero to two? Yeah. And then with, like once Shelby was born, what did uh, the career look like from um, there with the two boys? Once Shelby was born, I stayed at home with him and then... Um, took long service leave as well. Yep. And now I'm on what's called parental leave, which is I still have my position. Yep. For seven years. Yep. But I'm just not working there. That's a good setup. Yeah, it's unpaid leave. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's not too bad. The, yeah. Yeah, government system. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Um, all right, cool. Nice little background on your career. We'll have a quick um, chat about your training, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we'll go into, obviously, um, Austin's. Um, case for lack of words yeah. um, the setup for him at the yeah. moment um, yeah, just to raise a bit of awareness around it so uh, why did you begin training and how old were you when you sort of started training or exercising or um, any like all of the above yeah well I was fairly athletic at school yep um, so I did rowing mum and dad were rowers yeah okay yeah um, so it was in the, in the family already yeah but you sort of you know uh, the top part of secondary school and you you stop doing anything for a while. I went and then often did dance stuff as well. Yep. Um, but then finish uni and you don't dance, you don't do anything, get fat, yep. get sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like a common thing, isn't it? It's just like um, it's hyperactive until, you know, the age of 15 to 16 <laughs> And then I suppose you discover that it's not cool to do all the sports or whatever yeah. or yeah. the opposite sex or anything like yeah. that. And then everything kind of just goes out the window for a couple of years. Which is sad. It needs to keep yeah. continue. Yeah. 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 Uh, if any parent can keep their child in sport, like through that age bracket, like yeah. they're bound to succeed. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just unheard of at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. Yep. Um, finished uni. Um, sort of wanted to do something. So I fell into this place near me. I was living in Woodend. Yep. And there was a place in Sunbury that was doing kickboxing. Yeah, okay. So yep. I went there and did kickboxing and fell in love with that. Yeah. I remember going there and I was so unfit that I couldn't do the warm-up. And the warm-up was like just skipping. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dead. I've been to boxing gyms <laughs> and the same thing. I was just like, how do these people do this? Which is why I'm so good at skipping because yep. I did it every day. Yeah. But, you know, a few years. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, when we have people with like a any kind of martial arts, whether it's like boxing background or kickboxing, um, they come in and skip and they're just like pumping out. Everyone else is redlining off yeah. like 20 <laughs> skips and they're just like, what is wrong with it, bro? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I did that. I fell in love with it. So I kept doing that more and more and 
actually went into lots of different gyms doing Muay Thai. Yep. Um, and that was training like two hours a day um, most days of the week. Yep. Um, and I ended up having seven fights with that, with Muay Thai. Yeah, right. One in Thailand. Yep. yep. Wait, um, so you did it in Thailand? One fight in Thailand. Yeah, well. The rest were here in Australia. Yep. Very yeah. cool. There you go. Yeah. This which... is a great thing about these podcasts. Like, you just get to know so much about people that you're just like, surely fucking not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's super cool. Yep. Yeah. So I did that and I fell into CrossFit. There was another gym that was around the corner yep. from my gym that were sister gyms, they're yep. mates, yep. mate gyms, friend gyms. Yep. Um, so I was going there for conditioning. Yep. Extra pieces. Yeah. So not lots of lifting and snatches. Like, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but just lots of extra cardio and yeah, well, just that grindy conditioning. It has such yeah. a good carryover to any kind of martial art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that, especially before my last fights. So I was really pushing that with them. Yep. Um, we did that. And with your last fight, was that the one in Thailand, or was that in? No, Mel- last fight was one in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then, as far as fighting go, like, uh, why did you choose to fight, and why did you choose to stop? Um. I don't know. I like working towards a goal. Yeah, I like good, having a yeah. thing and working towards it and pushing myself and yep. getting better at something um, and seeing what you can do. So I did that. And I think I stopped because it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and mentally it's really hard and you've got to be really switched on and really push yourself. I think I just needed a break. And yep. I think coming into it as well, there's so much to do with weight dropping like dropping weight yeah, and well, everything. I think there was also a lot of anxiety around that. I think they had a lot of issues around food and everything. Yeah, it's definitely a sport. Like um, being aware of like that it is a sport as opposed to being like, oh, it's a lifestyle. I need to like keep like modifying my weight and being like super aware of what we eat. We, we, like, we have a guy on site, Dave. I'm not sure if you've seen him, but he is fucking insane. He'll be on the treadmill like midsummer, fully laid up, and his whole like tracksuit is wet. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just doing some weight cuts. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, just to keep my body intact. So when I do fight again, like it's good to go. I'm like, that looks awful. It is. And then he's like, it then really he, is. Yeah, but I suppose it's just something that he loves. Um, and it would have been, was uh, was it a similar thing for you? Like you're kind of willing to go through it because you do enjoy it so much. Yeah, yeah. And then Definitely. yeah, so you obviously got to a point where mentally you just weren't there anymore for it yeah yeah exactly which is right. super common like what was the span of your seven fights like over what period um probably over six years yeah yeah, okay, yeah that's a long time then isn't it yeah. yeah and to stay checked into a workout well a training system where essentially you are fighting you're in combat yeah um obviously not all year round like you you avoid it as much as possible until like you come up to a a competition preparation phase and you at you know, it's about time you yeah. can start actually getting struck and yeah. hit and um, checking in not to just to the physical well I suppose physical because you are taking the impact as well but yeah. um, it, menti- is, it is a fair amount of pain that yeah you mentally it's recovering not just doing from a no I know yeah punched in the face well that's there's so many uh, underlying factors that that change the outcome of that sport whereas like what we do now it's very it's you go into it, you're like, all right, I know pretty much exactly how this yeah, is going to feel. Yeah, you have a bit more control. Yeah, you yeah. don't expect, you know, a right hook to come around or, <laughs> you know, like something like that. So, yeah, um, that's pretty incredible that you were able to do that for a six-year period. Yeah, yeah. I think it was probably, it probably con- condensed a bit more than that six-year period. But, yeah, and then you get me to fight down quite light. Yeah. I'm really solid. And so 
me sitting at my natural weight. The girls are massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand And that, so yeah. then they'd be getting me to cut. Yeah. What weight. sort of weight cuts were you doing? Uh, down to 54 kilos was my life. And what was your training weight? Oh, I probably, my training weight then was probably sitting up around 60, whereas it's way heavier now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're looking at cutting about six kilos from Yeah, which yeah. is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's very similar, again, yeah, to other people I've spoken to. I, I was blown away with how much people cut weight. Um, yeah. How do you function? Some dudes can do it really well and can just drop water weight right before yeah. a fight. But yeah. I could never do that. So I actually had to be cutting calories and that's cutting performance as well. Of course. That's yeah. and like uh, mental like your mental clarity, all that sort of stuff, all your focus diminishes when your nutrition is down. So yeah. uh, that's a, a whole skill in itself as well. It blows my mind um, yeah. how people manage to do that. Like yeah. manage to fight under such fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So we did Muay Thai for about, well, kickboxing Muay Thai for about six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, started training at a CrossFit gym um, purely for the conditioning side coming into your last fight. Yeah. Um, and then your last fight, what was, was it like, this is my last one and I'm done? Or was it? No, it was, just... I lost that fight. But it was probably one of my best fights. Like I was actually present yeah. in the ring yep. and actually felt like I was in control of my skills. Yeah, yeah, um, really cool. Yeah. yeah, but after that, I think I just had had enough, yep. I think. And we'd moved away. So we then moved out of Melbourne yep. to Bacchus Marsh and we uh, were Bacchus. living there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jules had gotten a job in Geelong and I was still working in Kitten. So okay. it was halfway between the two. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Yeah, and I started training myself a fair bit there and I was just going to a 24-7 gym. Yep. Yeah, just doing my own fitness and what did your own fitness look like at that stage um lots a bit more of the bodybuilding style like push pull legs yep um minimal cardio yeah (laughs) that's so funny that you say that i find that like people that compete in this uh any type of like aggressive conditioning for a while and when they get out of it they're just like if i see another like conditioning workout like cardio workout i'm gonna Shoot myself on the floor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was all I did. Yep. Um, Jules then went away to Darwin for like six months because he was deployed because he's an army reserve. Yep. Um, so he was deployed there and I'd always said, if you ever go away and do that, I'll do my cert three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that while he was away, keep myself busy. Yep. Um, whilst also training there. So I did that. Um, then he came back. Got married, had a kid, and then fitness went to poo. Ruined your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what age were you when you got married, Kat? Um, That was 2015. Don't ask the ages. I think it was... Six 30, years ago, 30 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Did that. Um, and we were pretty active before that. So we mountain biking together. Well, Jules is in good condition as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's... In saying that, on the weekend, just go on. So where are we? We're at the 22nd of the 3rd. Um, <laughs> is it the third? Yep. Yes. Um, something like that. Um, that's the best I've seen him look on the weekend. He looks super lean at the moment. Like yeah. In really good condition. So um, you both have been relatively active for a long time. Yeah. Well, yep. he taught me to lift a lot more of the lifting. Yep. So he came from, he's got a background in uh, human movement. Yep. Um, and he's a PE teacher. Yeah. So cool. he taught me to lift and did, and he's, his thing is he loves energy systems and like yeah. he's really into his recovery and well, everything. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Very yeah. cool. I love 
Um, we just had a podcast recently uh, with Jed with Jed Zimmer, our new, uh, supplement podcast. Yeah. And we both spoke about obviously we have a, a passion for movement and stuff like that and training. Um, but our passions, and it's really cool to hear like people's passion in, in completely different areas. Mm. Um, whereas Jules might focus more on energy systems. Jed loves like he'll go home and like study the supplement side of it. Whereas I'll train like I'll study like functional movement and how to apply it and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So um, very cool. So you did your cert three four in fitness. Yep. Yep. Um, and then what from there? Um, so then I had Austin, and I had a really hard time finding my groove again after Austin yeah um, and it's finding that balance so there was a 24-7 gym that I then no longer had a membership to because I couldn't go to a 24-7 gym you know with this kid and when Jules yep. comes home you want to spend time as a family yeah and yeah so yeah. I think the first year to two I think just that whole just Austin like the 18 months with him yep I just really couldn't find my own groove yep with fitness yep. again which was really yeah it was really frustrating Especially when you know what you've had or you've been yeah. at. Um, this probably applies more so for people who have been competitive. Mm. Um, knowing where you've been. Yeah. It's just like, oh, but I used to have this and like I can't do that anymore. Yeah. That really kicks you when you're down, when you, yeah. when you go through something like that. Completely. Yeah. Plus, there's also this thing called mum guilt. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. leaving your kid, especially in the early, early time. Oh, of course. Tight, yeah. You just get this mum guilt. It's horrendous and it's not useful for anyone. No, no, that makes, <laughs> I can actually, yeah, I can, I can understand that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then I had Shelby um, and he, so Austin was two, had Shelby. Yep. Um, and I think Shelby got to four months old and I went, right, I need to do something. Yep. That's for me because Jules keep goes out and he's like, I'm going for a ride. <laughs> and I'm like, where am I going to go? <laughs> what am I going to do? Oh, you'll stay home and look after oh, the kids. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I joined CrossFit team in Bacchus Marsh. Yeah. And they had, it was a really great like family oriented CrossFit team. Yeah. Okay. Had, like, a kid Did they have room. a big space? Yeah. Yeah. That's I one think of those big open warehouses. That's ones. where the barrier in these, these type of facilities um, yeah. is like if you have a big space, yeah, cool fences section off for kids. Perfect. Yeah. But then a lot of these facilities just because oh, the barrier yeah. to entry is so much lower than other gyms, they get away with having a small space but don't have that option for family stuff. So it's super cool that you were able to find yeah. a facility that yeah. um, accompanied that. And it also meant there were other like mums and parents and everything else. Yeah. So I went there and Shelby'd sleep during the class. Yeah, perfect. And I actually got into it and found my mojo again. Yeah, which perfect. Was so good. Cool. Um, so I went with them. We then moved to Castlemaine yep. last year during lockdown. Uh, first lockdown. Yeah. Yep. First lockdown. And then I was like, I need to find a gym. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but there's none, obviously, in Castlemaine. No. Um, I joined up at Maine Fitness. At Maine Fitness, yep. And then Russ there told me about you. Yeah, okay. And yep. I was like, let me at it. Yeah, because he actually, I remember him messaging me, actually. He's like, oh, hey, look, I've got this person, like this member at Maine yeah. that wants to come up and try the gym out. Um, and then, yeah, there you were, and you've been here, well, sort of since then. We've been on and off a little bit yeah. uh, the last year, um, but pretty much being as, as consistent as you possibly could be yeah. over the past uh, year and a half, two years. It was a year to the day. Yeah. Tomorrow is a year to the day since we went into lockdown. The 23rd of the 3rd. Oh, really? We closed down, oh, so yeah. um, that was when we had to close the doors. Ugh. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. A year uh-huh. ago. Yeah. Gosh. Crazy, crazy year. Yeah. Um, but we're still here, so we're pretty grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously for us, the lockdowns, I mean, as much as they were a bit of a schmozzle, we were able to expand twice. So the first one, we built a weightlifting room. 
Um, and the second one, we actually doubled the whole facility size. Yeah. So um, as much as it was awful, like obviously making it harder for you guys to train, uh, for us, we got pretty lucky there. Yeah, no, that was so good. Which was pretty sick. Um, you guys had a pretty cool event on, on the weekend. Yeah. Um, Austin's Big Ride. Yes. Every sicko, well, sorry, most <laughs> sickos uh, managed to mountain bike 100 k's. Yeah. Now, if you have not done that, you don't understand what kind of feat this is. Um, and if you've done this on a road bike and you think, oh, that's not much, shut up, get on a mountain bike and try it. Oh, go um, over rocks and do it. Yeah, there. it is. Uh, it's a serious feat. There's a pretty... And there's a lot of people there who... A lot. Um, actually completed it, which really blew my mind, um, which was really cool. So... Austin's big ride. What was it for? Um, and give us a bit of a background on what's going on with that whole scenario. Um, there's a bit of a charity behind it. Yeah. Charity might not be the right word. Fundraiser. Fundraiser. Yeah. 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 Yep. Just smack me if I'm using the wrong words here. But yeah, <laughs> good to go. So yeah, what was the what was the gist behind Austin's big ride? Um, so Austin's big ride was lots and lots of mountain bike riders running hundred k in one day. For Austin, and then they all went away and did fundraising for us. Yep. Um, to help us fundraise money to get Austin over to America. Yep. Um, and he's going to be having what's called SDR surgery, selective okay. dorsal rhizotomy. Yep. And why is Austin surgery. having this surgery? Um, so Austin was born with cerebral palsy, so yep. it's a physical disability um, from brain damage. Um, and this surgery removes the spasticity from his legs um, and will make his uh, help him become pain free yeah and then be able to um, take away that tone that he's struggling to be able to walk and balance and run and and to do all these things with yeah mm. it's very cool um, his is it his doctor or who was there on the weekend oh gets his therapist his therapist yeah. he was so clear about how the operation works mm. um, do you want to give everyone a quick rundown of like essentially what the process is? Um, so the, the actual surgery. Is? Yeah, just like um, pretty much. I don't know if like how he explained it was really kind of obviously on a very basic level. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a spinal surgery. Yep. And what they do is they sever the nerves that um, are causing the spasticity. Yep. So there's good nerves and bad nerves, and the bad nerves are the spasticity. Yep. Nerves, because um, the brain's done what it can to and overcome that yeah, brain damage. Yep. yep. Um, and then what happens then is channel like your signals get sent down the good nerves yep. and he's able to walk so the body essentially nerve. realizes that oh we can't send a signal down that nerve anymore we have to find an alternative route yeah bang goes down and uh, like a part of the spinal cord that is you know functioning yeah better yeah yep. um to release tension um and obviously pain as well yeah that's yep. yeah it's such an incredible thing and i think you mentioned that yeah. um for the, the surgeons, it's not a very, as much as it sounds mind-blowing, yeah. um, apparently it's not a very difficult surgery. Or... No, apparently, because we've spoken to quite a few people and paediatricians and things, yep. and they've said it's not actually that difficult a surgery when, for neurologists, yeah, they course. have this yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for you and I, we might fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the red one or the blue one? Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's 50-50, <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so they've said it's about a three out of ten for difficulty. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's, it only um, takes like an hour, but he's going to be on his back for the, the week. So yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> short term pain for definitely long term. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be hard yakka for yeah. us as parents. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of parents go over just one parent and take their kid over, but I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. I need backup. Yeah, we need a team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So that's what the fundraiser is for. Yeah. Um, this is obviously not a very cheap surgery. No. Um, what was the goal for the fundraiser, like all up, like the total? Um, for just the bike ride, the goal was 50000 Yep. Because um, we had previously already raised like thirty to 40000 Yeah, and the surgery itself was... Uh, 60000 yeah. Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is obviously, I mean, not many people are going to have that and kind of in their back pocket laying around. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, and then obviously funding to get over there, therapy past that yeah um, he'll have sort of orthopedic surgery as well like um, calf lengthening on the yep. left leg because it's just his range of motion so is just tight. decreasing yep. you know every day yeah so mm. yep. um, and as far as like ongoing treatment at, at home do you guys have to do have little drills and things that you have to do every single day to yes so the aim at the minute prevent that as much as possible yeah yep. aim at the minute is to get him as strong as possible mm-hmm. um, to get over there for surgery then afterwards the work happens in the two years yeah. post surgery to really um, get him moving and get as strong as possible yep. um, afterwards so at the moment he does every most days today's a kindy day yeah but um most days he'll do like stretches he does his own little workout with squats oh really yeah, yeah and bands and <laughs> so everything good. and he's Loves got it. like a power plate a vibration plate yeah yeah um, like the ones that go up and down or just like a vibration yeah plate? Yep. yeah so for someone that really lacks proprioception and that's fantastic tone, it's yeah. so good yeah. and it also is really good for spasticity so it can actually relax his muscles even just like the benefit of increased blood flow yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so we've got one of them at home cool. and um, we do lots and lots of They're pretty work. fun. Yeah. yeah, my mum bought one of those ones and it was, <laughs> look, she bought it just for a laugh and it ended up being like the greatest thing. We just yeah. all just like take turns of it and like try handstand <laughs> on it and stuff and it was, oh, it was kind Next of Next level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vibration yeah. plate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's game on. Yeah, it's, uh, if you do back squats on those, it's good for you. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Don't listen to that. So Austin went through a pretty intensive. Um, or like almost a preparation phase recently at the start of the year over in Adelaide. Yes. Yeah. So that was, it's called intensive therapy because it's three hours a day for three weeks, every day for three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which I'm looking at him doing it and I get exhausted (laughs) and he is knackered. So, and he's actually doing, the last one was really focused on strength work and isolating those muscles that he doesn't use because of his tone. Yep. Um, so he's in a, like a cage doing pulley exercises with cables and everything, like push, anything that we do, like bridging and sit-ups and push press. Um, they're just getting him to do it without that um, that tone, the, the spasticity, yep. to get him really strong. And gosh, he was knackered. <laughs> oh. yeah. It really hard, especially like using a bunch of uh, muscle groups that you're not essentially usually able to contract or... Yeah. Um, yeah, just recruiting some some newer groups and stuff. Yeah, yep. and for what uh, what we how we think about something, it's quite second nature. We don't think of like I want to pick up my leg and we just walk. Yeah, how lucky. Whereas are we? he yeah. actually <laughs> has blessed. to think think really hard about what yep. he wants his body to do. Yep. So that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. wow, it's, it's just something you definitely take for granted, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, the little things like being able to physically pick something up quite easily. Yeah. Um, you know, just things like that, or functioning, running, walking you know, sitting, standing, all that sort of stuff, we definitely take for granted. Yeah. So, um, but he does an incredible job and he seems to have a 
a smile on his face every time I see him. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I brought him into the gym, what was it, last week? Yeah. The other week? Yeah. And he was just racing from side to side. Oh, there was a big open shots. space, yeah. Yeah, action shots, the sliding along the ground in his walker. <laughs> yeah, so um, Austin has a little walker. And it, it, does it have the handles, like, yeah, at he the does, back? Oh, yeah, on the side, he just, just dips and things, and then he yeah. like, runs as fast as he can and slides his feet along the ground. Yeah, so essentially you could imagine this four-year-old using his walker, running along, and then stiffens out his legs and drags <laughs> his feet along. That's right, isn't it? That's yeah. the action shot? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's an action and shot. And he loves it. Yeah. He's like, oh, did anyone see that? Yeah, yeah. it's exactly that. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, so obviously the, Austin's big ride was an absolute success. Yeah, it, um, blew, it, it blew us out of the water because we're now over the money uh, and that we um, wanted to get over to the state. Yeah. 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 Which, again, that'll all just go towards him like, and him therapy. anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and it's a buffer for if we get stuck there too. Oh, well, at flights. the moment too. Like, obviously, it's a pretty intense scenario even to get there. We had a quick chat about this on the weekend, but for those, you guys have to uh, apply for exemptions yeah. to yeah. get over to America. Mm-hmm. Um there's, there'll be obviously four, are you taking Shelby as well yeah because yeah. it'll be too long and if we get stuck there we're separated from him okay yeah so long, it'll be all so four yeah. of you over there yeah um, are you going to be staying in the same like have you found like do they have Airbnb over there surely um, yeah but there was yeah. nothing in the hospital we, we, we've got like an apartment that's yeah. sort of around the block from okay. the hospital cool. so um, one of us will stay with Shelby there for the first week but the other one will be in the hospital with Austin because yep. he'll be in there and you can only have one person in um, the hospital at yeah the time. they can visit during the day but they can't stay over and I think you know testing what no one at all um, no parent one parent's okay to stay yeah in well room with him. yeah but oh, it won't okay. be pretty it's like on one of those pull-out couches and there's other people in the room and yeah it's, yeah 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 sleep be... won't be yeah won't be <laughs> what <thing>. is that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah very cool so obviously you said that you know Austin's getting this surgery that <laughs> takes an hour um, but the <laughs> Not the aftermath, but the recovery and the rehabilitation prior, uh, sorry, um, post-operation is obviously going to be the most important part. Yeah, so he has to learn how to walk again, pretty much. Yep. With his new legs, because... They'll, be com- they'll feel completely different. Oh, yep. he'll be able to, one, I think a lot of kids feel their legs. Yep. And they might not have ever been out. His, what he's able to feel is very different yep. to what we feel. Um, and so I think a lot of kids suddenly feel their legs, but they have to then learn how to walk again without a lot of kids use their muscle tone, that tension, yeah. um, to walk. Whereas now they'll be free of that muscle yep. tone and they'll actually have to learn how to walk properly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And will the walking then become more second nature or um, yes. still a very heavily thought out process? I think when you're removing that pain and that tension, the thinking about how you're walking, because he still has brain damage, yep. he still has cerebral palsy, but um, it will help make it clearer for him yep. and freer and lighter. And I think even learning at school gets improved because you don't have that. It's like... One of the paediatricians explained it as like having thousands of tabs open on your computer. Yeah. 
Um, and trying to find them. And your computer's like moving so slowly because it's trying to keep all these tabs open. But then if you, once that SDR happens and you remove that yeah, system, yep. all those tabs are closed yep. and your computer's moving fast. Oh, now. well, that's such a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very so cool. that's sort of what it'll be like for him, learning yep. how to walk and, and running and doing life. Ah, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, there's, is it, what's the setup? Is it a GoFundMe? Is it a... Um, like the the fundraising page. What is that? What program have you used that for? On? Um, so we've got a GoFundMe. Yep. Um, so if you you can just Google Austin's Wish to Walk. Yep. On GoFundMe, and it comes up as a fundraiser by Catherine Beering. Yeah. You Google. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be there. And then uh, you have uh, an Instagram page for Austin. Yep. Yep. And what's that called? Um, Stories of Austin. Yep. But the stories dot of dot Austin. Austin. Yeah, I mean, all the names are all taken at the moment, yeah. aren't they? So you just got to underline, dash. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, that's fair. Um, and then do you, so you just upgrade that page? Yeah. 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 Purely for Austin, what, what was your thought behind to raise awareness, to see how he's yeah. going? Like what's... Austin, to raise awareness, um, yeah, to get him out there. Yeah. yeah. All of yeah. the things. Very cool. Very cool. And you even operate your own Instagram? No, no, but I'd like to. I can eat my own. Yeah. Stop living One day you'll have, yeah. my children. <laughs> One day I'll have a life again. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, no. Uh, very cool. Um, and then a Facebook page as well? Yes, to same thing. Same thing, Stories of Austin? I think so, or it's Austin's Wish to Walk. I don't know. One of the two. Anyway, you can search them both. Yeah. Um, and then something will come up. You'll be able to find all donation links and stuff like that on there. Obviously... Um, if you see on the GoFundMe, people make some pretty incredible donations, which is oh my gosh, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but obviously every penny counts as well. Uh, so if it's $5, $10, you know, it is what it is. Um, but like I said, every penny does help uh, Austin to essentially live a pain-free yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and then just improve his quality of life as well. Obviously, like you said, he would be able to uh, walk... Um, potentially, yeah, get to a point where you can even run, yeah, um, and and learn a lot easier, yeah, without yeah. using a mobility aid. Ah. But things like being able to dress himself eventually, yeah, do all those sorts of things for himself. And I think if we didn't get the surgery, he will deteriorate. Yeah, yeah, his legs will get tighter. He'll be using a wheelchair more. Yeah, so yeah. it will make life a lot harder for him. Whereas when you've removed that, you've just removed one, and you give hurdle. his almost give him a, a sense of independence as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Alrighty, team. Well, that's a bit of a background on uh, Cat Veering and obviously Austin as well, the family, what's going on with them. Yep. Um, yeah, if you have any other questions, obviously, for us to ask members, all that sort of stuff, just reach out and we will make sure that we put them on the spot and ask some seriously incredible things. Yay. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Cat. <laughs> so, see you.